Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So, Finally, I wanted to get into a contract that happened. Cole Caulfield of the Montreal Canadiens signs an eight-year, $63 million contract um, comparatively to the Jason Robertson contract. So Robertson's is much shorter. Uh, Robertson's is $7.75 million. At the time, it was a four-year contract, I believe. Caulfield is seven point eight five. So, I mean, very, very similar. Um, mm-hmm. so I wanted to get your thoughts. I love Cole Caulfield. I think he's the chip along with Nick Suzuki that you build around in Montreal. Um, I did find it interesting. And so I wanted you to talk about Caulfield and I wanted to get your opinion on the following as well as the second part. So Caulfield gets a modified no trade clause beginning in 2028, 29, which I thought was pretty far away. Uh-huh. So for Stars fans, I see Essa Lindell under a no movement. You know, we know about Sagan and Ben, and they were big when they signed the contract. But then I see, like, clauses in, um, like, Mason Marchment's contract. Do you feel as though Stars management kind of throws in trade clauses or a little too early, or is this the norm going around the NHL? I think the stars use them more. How the stars use them is more effective as a, um, like some teams do not use no trade clauses, right? Like the Nashville Predators were pretty famous until uh, Pekka Rene and Philip Forsberg got them. Never gave out no trade clauses at all. It's just something David Poyle didn't do. Um Jim Nill is a very, he brings his loyalty to the table when he talks to people. And Jim can be very loyal to a fault at times. And part of that comes in with how he's willing to give players no trade and no movement clauses. Um, it's one of the ways Jim wants to differentiate himself from some of the other, like in the NHL, when you have advantages, you got to use them. So Dallas, Nashville, Tampa, Florida, Vegas. Is that it for the no state? Ta- those are the five no state tax teams, right? Am I missing one? I think those are the five. I think yes. those are the five no state tax teams. Yep. So those teams have the advantage of no state tax where Cole, Jason Robertson's contract in Dallas is worth much more, even though he's making a, a 7.75 for Jason, right? Is a little bit a less cap hit, but he's actually making more than Cole Caulfield yep. th- this year with because with you taking to Montreal and Quebec tax, uh, Quebec and Canadian taxes and everything like that. Um, so 
of the those teams in the the non-state taxes, the Vegas's, the Florida's, the Nashville's. Dallas is really the only one that throws around the no trade clause. Uh, and that's one of the things that players like Joe Pavelski notice. It's one of the things that um, I'm sure if when having the discussion with Evgeny Dadanov, he will definitely notice it because he was traded out of Vegas when they, 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 tr- they tried to trade him twice. They voided his no trade, tried to void his no trade clause. Um, so it's, I think there's, I think there needs to be some more restraint in how the stars do it. Um, I don't think a full don't give out no trade clauses policy is good because it goes against a bit of the the loyalty ethos that does bring some players here. But I do think there is a bit of a, there needs to be a better restraint and understanding of, uh, of when and how to use it. Like, um, if Cole Caulfield had gotten this deal from Jim Nill, it would have been there would have been he would have had way more trade protection. That's just the way Jim operates. And I think finding a bit of restraint there. Um, I I mean, on to the Caulfield deal itself. I think it's gonna look really good in a couple of years. Yep. Like I, I not and I think it's a maybe the value for Caulfield with the current flat cap, it's only gonna go up a million dollars next year. Maybe it's gonna be a bit much, but the Canadians are rebuilding. It's fine. I think paying Caulfield 7, 8, 7, 7.8 and 20, 20, 27, 28, 28, 29. I think that's like, that's going to look like a great deal for Montreal. That's where this deal is going to really allow the Canadians with some of their other younger players to have the space to get that other piece to really contend. Where on the flip side, um, the stars are going to have to pay. They're going to have to pay up for Jason Roberts. Like Jason Robertson bet on himself, and with what Jason Robertson did this season, and what we expect Jason Robertson to do the next three seasons on on his deal, Jason Robertson is going to make a lot more money in the long run by signing the shorter deal. And it's uh, there's different ways to go about it, and it's it's interesting to see the Caulfield deal is one where. It's like uh, Cole Caulfield's look up who Cole Caulfield's agent is. Because obviously Kent Hughes is the GM in Montreal. He's a former agent. And um, it's the type of deal. Cole Caulfield signed the deal that you typically. Oh, Pat, Pat Brisson is his agent. Okay. Cole Caulfield signed the deal that most agents would like. You would feel like the agent would be like, hey, let's take the three to four year deal and get ourselves more max earning. Where. It feels like the um, um, Kent Hughes in, in Montreal, the GM there, being a former agent, kind of pulled pulled a fast one over a former not colleague but competitor. I guess it feels like almost. But I love Caulfield. I love his game. I think he's going to be a great player, especially as the game gets faster and faster. And this deal is going to look really, really good yeah. for Montreal in three to four years. And I will say this, like. At the time when Sagan was signed and Ben were signed, you know, and they're still really good players, but, you know, they were performing really well at the time. So, you know, that's what happens. And you're betting on Amiro Heshkinen just to continue getting better. You're betting on a, a Rope Hints because I'm sure there's not many Stars fans that wouldn't say Rope Hints and Miro Heshkinen and Jason Robertson and Jake Ottinger are not worth those deals that they currently have. 
Yeah. Oh, that's fair. So to end, Sunday, June 18th is Father's Day. And there's a book that Amazon rates <laughs> as five stars called We Win Here. And there's plenty of time still to get it. And I wanted to ask, because I don't want to give the whole book away, but there's some great stories uh, about what's going on at in Cedar Park and some of the great stories of your current Dallas stars and, you know, the Texas stars. Tell us about Max Fortunas, because he's a player that a lot of stars fans know the name, but don't really know the depth of the story. And you guys go into it as far as him being a quote unquote, Texas stars legend. Let's just say. He is. I mean, he is. I mean, it's, and it's, Please buy the book, everyone. Please read the book. It's it's a really good read. I say is by biased opinion, but the uh, <laughs> it's uh, so Max Fortunis to me is for a long time people would look up to the rafters in in Dallas and wonder why fifty six wasn't retired. And to me and Stephen Meserve, who was my co author on this book, Max Fortunis you look up to the rafters in Cedar park and you'll wonder why 18 isn't retired. 18 should be right up there next to number 23, Travis Morin's number. Travis Morin is obviously the greatest player in franchise history. Uh, but Max Fortunas is the, the, the goal and point of an AHL team is to grow and build younger players for your NHL team. Um, if you win some games along the way, that's great. Texas Stars were able to do both because of players like Max Fortunas. He was the captain. He was the longest serving captain in team history. Uh, when the team won the Calder Cup, he was the captain. He is. He will probably be in the AHL Hall of Fame. Um, it's. Uh, I would. I, every year they induct for for. And he will probably be an AHL Hall of Famer um, at some point here sooner than later. What Fortunas. To me, the great thing about what Fortunas brought was he was always that piece that allowed he could be your top he could be your top pairing defenseman in Texas, or he could be your third pairing guy. He always played the role that allowed the prospect and the young kid to take the next step. He never got in the way. He always helped the guy move up. He understood what his job was, and it was just. And he was just one of the best humans that you could have your players develop around. And it's the reason he's an assistant coach with Texas now. Like he's an assistant coach with Texas because, because of that and, and how he helps develop players and, and everything like that. And he was doing that. And he was also really, he was also a pretty damn good AHL player too. And there was uh, about half, he played half a dozen games in the NHL and he could have easily been a third pairing guy in the NHL that bounced uh, like kind of like a seven, eight, like a seven, seven, eight guy on an NHL roster and bounced around and, and played some more NHL games, but just never got those breaks. And just instead really cultivated, <laughs> cultivated a culture. What a silly way to say, raise that, but cultivated a culture in, in Texas where a lot of the Texas stars success that you see on a daily basis because of what Max Fortunas did. And, to me, for that reason, number 18 should be retired in Texas. So, Absolutely. And Sean and RJ on 105.3 The Fan, just a sidebar, Sean, um, we're doing due to the unfortunate Tommy John surgery that Jacob deGrom has to have, and we won't see him till late next year. Um, so they did a subject today on worst contracts in DFW, and mm-hmm. I texted them, and I said, Martin Hansel. 
Signed by the Stars in 2017, three years, 14.25 million. Played in only 45 games over three years, 12 points total. That's over a million per point. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it's. I was just trying to think of like old stars that would be known as bad. Uh, Alec Hemsky probably would be another one. Um, I mean, really good player, just never could stay on the ice. Yeah, but I mean, that was. He's He's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the not as much of because he didn't sign the contract with Dallas, but there is some. Um, in the summer of 2017, the stars make a big deal of bringing in Martin Hansel and Mark Mathot and the yeah. two of them standing side by side and everything like that. And they just, uh, I think combined, they played less than a hundred games combined for the team. I think it was, <laughs> so <laughs> it was, uh, but hands is a really good one. Um, the, yeah, hand, I mean, you look at hand Hansel hands was a really good one from a Dallas perspective of a deal that some people predicted could have gone wrong. I mean, the other one that's just like really bad is the, um, and it wasn't necessarily the money with it was how poorly every, actually, you know what? It's the, to me, it's hard to not look at the, uh, what happened with the Sean Avery deal. Oh right? yes. Yes. That's a good like, one. Yeah. Like it was like four years, 16 million or something yes. like that. And he, uh, early on gets suspended about talking about people talking about his sloppy seconds and yes. And that, and then the stars <laughs> stars literally waved him and he, uh, so he, yes. uh, yes. Interesting character. Yes. So, yeah, no, ab- absolutely. That's uh, that's funny. The other star's name, and it wasn't a big contract. I was just thinking of random like stars that we were really excited about. Um, Fabian Brunstrom in mm-hmm. that first game he had where he was like, I remember it was like a bidding war between Detroit and Dallas, and Dallas got him in that first game. I think he had four goals um, and just, mm-hmm. you know, just never became the yeah. NHL player we wanted to. But uh, that that's was just a yeah, that, yeah. That's not a bad contract, though. So that's no, uh, no, no. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I thought it was yeah. an interesting topic. It blew up on the air. Yeah, lots of like, you know, different yeah. names being thrown out, and uh, they did get the Hansel contract. I just thought like over a million dollars a point. Wow, that's uh, that's <laughs> yep. that's pretty yep. amazing. So, my friend, I'm glad your wife is still with you after our post game <laughs> shows. Um and. Uh, Keep telling her my sincere apologies, but it's good to have you back, partner. It's been fun, and we will, uh, as you know, what it's the off season, but we'll still have some good hockey conversation, Gavin. So yeah, no, absolutely, we're we're excited about giving you some deep stars dives, which will happen. But we wanted to get you all of this NHL information, and we'll also, you know, when the NHL uh, silly season seems like it's already begun, but the silly season as far as UFA signing and stuff like that, we'll have special podcasts there as well. So for Sean Shapiro, I'm Gavin Spittle. Thank you so much for listening and supporting and subscribing and telling your friends about Spits and Suds. Have a great day, everyone.